In this episode of the Palmetto Guardian, we talk South Carolina Military Department. Welcome, everybody. I'm Specialist David Erskine. And I'm Captain Jessica Donnelly. And uh, this episode, we're talking about the South Carolina, South Carolina Military Department as a whole and how the stateside partnerships with us in our, our missions, our duties, and, and what we accomplish. Right. It, so many people think that we're just the Air and Army National Guard. Actually, some people think we're just the Army National Guard. <laughs> but we have so many other entities that fall under the South Carolina Military Department that a lot of people just don't know about. Yeah, if you ever uh, were to come by the TAG building, you'd actually notice that kind of half of the building isn't uh, military. Right. Uh, a lot of civilian clothes. A lot of civilian clothes. And a lot of those are our, our state em, uh, employees, our counterparts, our, our partners, and they do a lot. Right. All those state operations, I mean, for one, and I know we've talked about this a lot, but DISCA, and so the def- Defense Support to Civil Authorities, whenever we're working in state active duty, that's a huge piece of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and these are the people that make all that work for us. And, and there's jobs in there that people might not even realize there, but the, there's a lot of the facility managers. Yes. And um, even your security card stuff to get in and you out. You want in the building? <laughs> those are all state uh, employees' duties. And well, and a big one is actually is armory rentals. And so they manage those because so many people don't realize that a lot of our armories throughout the state are managed by state operations. And so we and we have that opportunity for community members to be able to rent them for any kind of event, anniversaries, parties, birthday parties, any of that kind of stuff. And that actually goes to the state operations side. Yeah. And so there's just I mean, you we we could sit here for probably a couple hours. Right, and talk about all of it. Because there really are mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of stuff that these ladies and gentlemen do for us. And um you know, especially, like I said, for us, I guess the most immediate impact is, like you said, like the DISC emissions. I mean, they're they're handling our pay. They're getting us food. All right. that, that's not a, a military thing. Right. You know, you forget that during that time frame that the, the states got us and they're taking care of us and they do a great job with mm-hmm. it. Um, especially when you're talking about an influx of basically 3,000 employees. That come on suddenly. In a day. Right. You know, for anybody that's out there in the civilian world that might be a manager or something, imagine if your boss came in and said, hey, 3,000 employees are starting today. Right. <laughs> Make sure they get paid and everything, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, but yeah, so we were, we were fortunate enough that we have a, a guest speaker coming in from the state today. Yes. And uh, we, 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 went, we went to the kind of top of the food chain. Like we usually do. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but that's good because you get the perspective from that, and they're usually going to be the subject matter experts on what's going on. So, right. so we're going we're gonna to kick on over to our, our special guest and hear what they have to say. Perfect. All right, so today we have Kim Braddock, the Chief of Staff for State Operations for the South Carolina Military Department here with us today to talk to us about state operations, which is a huge part of the military department, how it integrates with the National Guard and how we all get our job done. So, And I think it's very important because too often we only see this side of it. So thank you so much for coming today to talk about the state side of things. Glad to be here. Um, So I guess for people who don't know, let's just kind of start at the basics of it. But, you know, what what is the the state side of the military department here? Like, what's y'all's function for us? Well, I think, first of all, you got to kind of understand the overall structure. 
uh, too many people think that the South Carolina Military Department is the National Guard. Mm -hmm. In actuality, the South Carolina Military Department is a state organization under the state of South Carolina. Uh, the TAG is an appointed uh, officer from the governor, is the head of that organization. Underneath that, you have both the Army and Air National Guards, as well as state operations. So understanding that structure, you kind of have to have that before you can really understand what we as the military department slash uh, state operation does in support. Um, so what we have the responsibility of doing is we are the state side of the entire organization. We have the interconnections with state government, comptroller generals, the governor's office, the treasurer's office. We do the state budgeting process. We handle inquiries from the state legislature. We have that responsibility. We also have the responsibility to provide support through one of our programs, especially called cooperative agreements, to the National Guard, both the Army and Air, as they perform their both state and go-to-war missions in preparation for execution of their duties. So that's kind of how we interlink in. Um, we only have, we don't have a lot of employees. Uh, I think of the last count last week, I had 491 state employees. And that's a combination of fully funded state employees, those that are com combined funded state and federal, and even some that are 100% federal, but they are actually state employees. Uh, the majority of those actually work in cooperative agreements. Uh, we have approximately, I'd say approximately 150 employees that work strictly on the state side, uh, primarily the most of those over in South Carolina Emergency Management. And then we have uh, over 350 of them, 300 to 350 that work in support of the cooperative agreements. Uh, they're state employees, much like the technicians on the federal side, they are state employees that perform their job supporting the National Guard in their jobs. But they're funded through the federal government. Okay, and one of that um, kind of roles in National Guard we're very familiar with is the defense support to civil authorities and getting mm -hmm. activated for state active duty. The key word being state active duty, doesn't the state operations have kind of a key part in that even for the National Guard side of that? Yes, we do, especially because technically when a National Guard soldier is brought on the state active duty, they are not under Title 32 or Title 10. They actually come under state active duty and as such, become a temporary state employee. Their pay will come from the Treasurer of South Carolina, not from the USPNFO and the federal government. So that's why a lot of soldiers, they get the question, well, I didn't see it on my LES. Right. Well, that's because your LES is a federal pay document, <laughs> so you're not going to see it on your LES. Yeah. Uh, so your pay comes from us, all the support for meals and such, you know, the contracts that get you your breakfasts and your suppers, the hot meals, as well as your bag lunches, what else, that comes through us. Uh, the financing for the various things, and we reimburse some things like mileage, and we provide the fuel. And so it switches, it's very interesting because it switches from the federal to the state side. And to the soldier or sailor on the ground, it's really no difference to them other than maybe how they get their pay. Where it really becomes a little bit uh, tricky is at the level between us and like the G3, the G4, at that level and how we coordinate for getting the supplies they need right. and how do we turn that around and make sure that we can do it through the state system because we can't use the federal system anymore. Right. So it gets it gets a little bit a little bit challenging. My I don't get any more people up in state operations. Mm -hmm. So my three people that are in procurement now go from supporting 
you know, 400 and something employees plus the cooperative agreement programs like right. finance to supporting <laughs> seven to 8,000 people right. with all the stuff and that comes with that. And it's been almost every year recently, too. <laughs> you know, knock on wood, we haven't had anything so far this year. There really wasn't a big one last year. Uh, but, I mean, just things like uh, when you move a unit into an armory, suddenly you may need additional showers. You may need a laundry service. You're going to need food. Uh, those aspects have have to come through us mm -hmm. eventually, but to the soldier on the ground, they're still using their chain of command. Right. They're still making their requests. It just when it gets up to the point of who executes it, mm -hmm. it changes a little bit. And I think that's a primary reason why a lot of times the soldier on the ground just doesn't understand that that process and that relationship. So it's really wonderful to have that opportunity to really explain that. And for them on the ground, they really don't need to. Mm -hmm. All they, they need to do, focus on, is executing their job mm -hmm. and the supporters getting the support they need to do that. It's like I said, when it gets up to us on how we do it and who provides it, that's at our level. That's really, right. there shouldn't be a question for the soldier or sailor on the ground of they are going to get fed, they're going to get paid, mm -hmm. they're going to get, you know, a place to, to wash their clothes, take a shower, a place to lay their head down. It may be a cot, uh -huh. but it's going to be a place. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say, because that, that was kind of news to me. You know, I mean, I guess he kind of took it for granted right. because we always call it state active duty. But when he put it in, well, when he put it into perspective, you're a temporary state employee. Right. Like it's weird for us anyway, because we always assume that we belong to the state first, but Right. That's not true when we're on our orders and stuff like that. And so hearing that I'm a temporary state employee was kind of a unique perspective to put right. it in for me. So yeah. that was kind of cool. I mean, you know, you see the check difference, right? And we know what the LESs don't show, but never even once thought, okay, nope. you know, I'm a state employee during during this time. Frame. Not at so all. That's pretty wild. That's yeah. pretty wild. The one thing unique about it is even though you're a state employee, there are certain things that remain under the military side. Mm -hmm. The discipline issues, the chain of command. Nobody from the state is ever going to insert themselves into the chain of command of the of the military, either Army or Air, because that's that's y'all's job. Right. Our job is purely to provide the support that the Air and the Army need to execute their missions. It's not to be involved in the decision-making process. Okay. Uh, um, I guess I'll go along with the state, and, and this is more uh, kind of a structure-type thing, but the armories have been... Hot topic in the news. Hot mm -hmm. topic in the news. Um, and obviously that obviously a large portion of that kind of falls into y'all's area to talk about and work with. Um, can you discuss some of the, the process as far as state operations and stuff go as it deals with the armories? Sure. Um, armories generally, once you get past the construction phase, even in the construction phase require state monies, uh, either a 75, 25 match normally for construction or a 50, 50 match for the normal upkeep and renovations. So before the federal money can be applied, in many cases, there's got to be state monies to match. One of the things we do as part of the budget process is we go to the state and try and advocate for that monies. We have some monies that we're given as a part of a recurring uh, budget process, but if anything over and above that, we go and ask for specifics. We continue to work every year with the, both the House Ways and Means Committee and the Senate Finance as well as the Governor's Office to try and advocate for more uh, projectable and in, 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 uh, in monies that we know are coming, which allows us a little bit more freedom. Uh, but one of the things, aspect of it is even though there's federal monies coming in because we're using the state system to actually do the contracting, those processes have to go through the state process. Some facilities, primarily a lot of those would be, say, out at 
McIntyre Joint National Guard Base. Mm -hmm. They're on federal property. They use 100% federal funds. They use federal contracting processes so they don't come through us. But the vast majority of the major construction on the Army side, as well as the renovation process, we're in cooperation with the, uh, the facilities management office. We in our procurement section work with them to go through the, the budgeting process, go through the approval process, and go through the contracting process to actually execute that monies on a regular basis. Uh, right now we try and project, we're, we're shooting for in between five and $10 million a year mm -hmm. in renovation projects. Uh, it's just something that realistically, once you get above that number, it's too much going on to really do the command and control right. and the quality for it. And so that's what they're shooting for. It is an ongoing process. I think right now we've got it planned out about 10 years of what armories we're gonna be planning, what armories mm -hmm. we're gonna be trying to renovate. And it's all dependent on if we can get the state and federal dollars in to try and match it up to execute that. Um, but yeah, the armories are a hot topic and it always will be because a building's never going to get any younger. Right. So all you're trying to do is trying to extend the lifetime of that building and maximize the uh, the overall usefulness of the facility. Well, and it's a direct impact on soldier morale, too. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's wonderful to, to know how you guys support that. Um, but then, too, you had also mentioned uh, about other faucets of the operations about like EMD um, mm -hmm. and that can you kind of touch on those those other areas that kind of fall under state operations? Sure, absolutely. Uh, we have several areas that are what we basically call state unique that fall under us that are a little outside of the military side. Primarily the biggest one we have is South Carolina Emergency Management. South Carolina Emergency Management points reports to the Adjutant General and they are responsible for basically managing uh, the response and recovery operations for statewide disasters. Uh, of course, they're over Fish Hatchery Road, mm -hmm. uh, what used to be one of our old armories, now is State Emergency <laughs> Operations Center. Uh, and uh, so they're about, about 100 employees, mm -hmm. and they're totally focused on that and do an excellent job. Uh, they have a very good reputation uh, nationwide. Uh, they have sent people all across the nation to include Alaska and Hawaii. Uh, to assist when other states have mm -hmm. uh, disasters and need help. So that's one of the aspects. It's a little unusual. A lot of people don't realize that they actually are part of the Office of the Adjutant General of the South Carolina Military Department. Right. Uh, another thing that's uh, uniquely state is people don't realize the building office out at McCready that handles the building for McCready, uh -huh. McIntyre, and, uh, and Clarks Hill, that is a state operation. So we have the responsibility for operating that in support of the military department, but it's a 100% state operation. Right. Their funds basically run their operation. And we don't make a profit out of it, mm -hmm. so basically it's a, what goes in is what basically funds the operation. Right. But they have the responsibility, like I said, of McIntyre, McCready, and mm -hmm. Clarks Hill. Okay, another program that we have that's distinctly state is the building we're sitting in, the South Carolina Military Museum. Mm -hmm. Yep. That is 100% state funded, it is we do have exhibits here that belong to the federal government, but this is a state state uh, mission. Uh, it's funded through the state of South Carolina with a budget line item, and although everybody that works here is a state employee, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, some areas that we have that are uh, joint, uh, we basically have a cost share in them, uh, or areas like the Youth Challenge, Job Challenge. Mm -hmm. It is a DoD NGB program, but it requires a state match. 
And so the employees out there, again, state employees that are partially funded through federal programs. Same thing with uh, Starbase. Mm -hmm. uh, it is a program focused on fifth grade students that, have, that pushes for exposing them to STEM-based education. Uh, they run it from basically from the time school starts in the fall until just before exams in the spring. And they put about 60 different classes on during the year. Wow. Uh, yeah. Again, challenge with that is it's, you know, it's restricted by the you know, school's ability to transport those students there every day. So mm -hmm. it's pretty much in this Columbia area. Although we've actually had some people come from Fairfield County mm -hmm. uh, as well as uh, uh, up around Winsboro. Winsboro, Kershaw County, and we've even got some folks that actually have come up from around Charleston with, to do it, but it's a little bit of a drive. Oh, that's pretty good, though. Yeah, yeah it, it is. It's a very good program. Yeah. Uh, John Motley and his folks uh, do a great job on that, uh, and the, the schools that participate keep wanting to come back. So it is a self-perpetuating mm -hmm. the job they're but doing. But that shows how good it is, then. And okay. It is really good, and it's neat, and it's, and it's set up to fit right within the, uh, the requirements that the schools have for the mm -hmm. kids that age for science. And so it basically helps them in meeting their requirements. That's wonderful. So same thing with the museum here. A lot of the things, the programs that the museum does here and exhibits and, and uh, tours they set up are set up to supplement and complement the educational requirements mm -hmm. for the South Carolina schools. Wow. So it, you know, a lot of the focus on that is not just having in something, but actually working in concert to assist you know, local educational programs and, and schools in meeting their goals and objectives. A um, couple of things that we do uh, that are what we call direct support, the State Guard. Uh, I have state employees that work in direct support of the State Guard, uh, Robert Dingle, and a couple of, he has a couple of other folks, two full-timers and two part-timers. Their job is to provide the direct support to basically what we in the on the National Guard, or the National Guard would call their full-time staff. Mm -hmm. So they're over there on a day-to-day -day basis providing the administrative supply and, and that type of support to the State Guard so when they come on, they can do their mission. Uh, we also provide uh, support to uh, in the areas of cooperative agreements. Mm -hmm. Those are state employees that are 100% funded by the federal government, but they're here in support of various things uh, like the Mac McCready Dining Facility. Mm -hmm. Crescent Moon is under a cooperative agreement. Uh, those employees are 100% funded, and their job is to run that facility in support of the military mission. Mm -hmm. uh, the facilities management office here, they have uh, approximately 40 to 60 employees. That's their job. They provide the day-to-day -day maintenance operations on the facilities. They work in the CFMO shop uh, doing plans, working engineering, uh, doing financial management of the programs that su support the facilities maintenance. Um, we have people in communications. Uh, we have people in security uh, spread out all over the organization that provide that. Uh, like I said, about 300 to 350 employees. That is their sole focus. Wow, and so many of these things that I just never realized because, like, I've used the billeting at McCready. I used mm -hmm. to live in Charleston, drill up in Columbia, so I've used that. I've I've eaten at uh, the Crescent Moon Cafe, and I've mm -hmm. just never given it any thought. So that's really interesting to learn. 
Yeah, and then, you know, for me, I, I can say this because I've, I've obviously worked around a lot of the state folks, right. obviously having the, the office area that they let us to have over here in the museum. And everybody I've ever dealt with on the state side is, is above and beyond super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, even I've talked with some of the IT folks downstairs, mm-hmm. uh, Josh and, and Sean, and they're, they're amazing. They're always very receptive and helpful and things of that nature. So I... I I've always had good experience. I, I love having y'all around. I mean, that, that y'all are the reason we have the studio and stuff as is because y'all were able to facilitate this area and said, sure, you know, just a little bit more jointness, as it were. You know, y'all had, we had a need, y'all had a solution, and boom, we were here. So I can't be thankful enough to the state side. Y'all, y'all kind of helped keep me employed, as it were. <laughs> well, well, in some ways, truthfully, we have a little bit more flexibility in how we can do things and really on the federal side. Um, the federal side seems to be a little bit more structured, a little bit more black and white defined rules. Uh, I have a little bit more gray area to work with, so to speak. Right. A little bit more flexibility in things I can't, like example, having y'all over here in this facility, not a problem with us. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure on the other way, coming the other way on the federal side, <laughs> right. it would be, it would, we would work quite that same way. Right. Uh, but that's what we're here for. We're here to support the mission of the overall organization, not just our one little part of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I'm gonna do something to support the museum since we brought it up. If you haven't been out to the museum, come, especially especially if you're in the guard or the air guard. I mean, it's our history. It's here, and the, the collections and the stuff that they've been able to acquire over the years is absolutely amazing. There's something in there for everybody: gun, swords, uh, uniforms, whatever. I could go on for days. Uh, but I, I'm a su- super fan of our museum, by the way. Yeah, I took the opportunity, I always take the opportunity coming over here for this. I took an uh, extra about 15, 20 minutes just to do a quick <laughs> walkthrough because you're always seeing something new. Mm-hmm. They're always bringing in something new, yes. and it's just really neat. I'm a big fan of history. I love history, and, and so to have the opportunity to go back and see items. I mean, there are some really unique weapons down there in those mm-hmm. display cases that I've only ever seen pictures of, but they actually have the real item down there. Yep. So it, it is absolutely a thrill for me to go and actually lay eyes on some of these things. Uh-huh. Well, you know, um, a plethora of information, and we could continue to dig into the the state operations side, and I think we do, but I think we do it. um, I would love to get some people from the other parts of Mm -hmm. the state operations, like you mentioned, uh, the Youth Challenge Mm -hmm. uh, Starbase, and have some of their representatives and come in and explain more about their programs, because this is maybe a lot of stuff that, you know, uh, National Guard, Airmen, and Soldiers just don't know about, about, didn't Mm -hmm. didn't realize all this was out here. Uh, I mean... I'm fairly in tune with what's going on, and I was learning stuff up here today, right. too. So, you know, if anybody can learn from this. So this is a good opportunity uh, to kind of know who, who our, our partners are and, and where a lot of our backing and support comes from when you don't even realize it's right. there. Right. So um, thank you, sir, for taking time out of your day. Obviously, you're extremely busy with everything that you got, <laughs> <laughs> you got going on. Um, so we appreciate it and uh, love to have you back and have some of your team members back in the future. Absolutely. I know they'd love to come over here and talk about their programs because the more they get it known, the more support they'll get, especially in the areas of Youth Challenge, Job Challenge, and uh, the uh, Starbase program. You know, If people don't know about the programs, they're not going to have the opportunity to utilize them. Well, we look forward to it. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Thank Thank you. you. Appreciate it. It was really awesome of uh, Mr. Braddock to stop by today and talk with us. I think it's really important to share that education about that state side of operations and just the military department as a whole. So it was really wonderful for him to come by. You know, I... uh, 
I consider myself in the know a little bit, you know, with being in public affairs and working around, you know, the tag building and stuff. But, like, there was a lot of information he threw out that I had no clue. The whole state employee thing still boggles my mind. I, like, how I, – that I would have never considered it. No. If that would have been, like, the final test on an exam, I would have completely whiffed. Right. But uh, – once again, it just goes back to what we were saying before Before we talked to Mr. Braddock is the state does a lot for us, and uh, we need to take time to appreciate that. And acknowledge now, it. And sometimes we just overlook it because it's so seamless. Mm-hmm. That transition, we, we don't – it doesn't – and that's how it should be. When, when you're good at your job like that, you should never notice those type of transitions or effects, and, and that's what they are. They're extremely good at their jobs. And so we don't notice it, and we have no clue that it happens, but now we know. Right. And also, too, and this can kind of segue into more podcasts on the line, but, you know, he mentioned all the other different entities that fall under that state side, too. So hopefully down the road we'll be able to get those different entities, like Starbase, Youth Challenge, and the State Guard on here as well. Yeah, the South Carolina Military Department's big. We're a big family. We are. You, you'd have no clue if you didn't take the time to, to listen or learn, but we're, we're a big family, and that's good. That's good. It makes us, you know, better and unique because we have all these resources to pull from and different backgrounds and, you know, a lot of volunteers involved. Um, and so it's awesome. It's, I mean, it's it's a it's a good place to be. Definitely. Definitely. Well, that's it for this episode. I'm Specialist David Erskine. And I'm Captain Jessica Donnelly. And we'll catch you in the next episode.